0: Hello, hey guys, it's Vu here and it's a beautiful Sunday morning here in Melbourne and I had a pretty amazing morning so far, I've uh, went to the local market here and bought some organic produce, I went to the gym, did my morning glycogen burning cardio exercise, I've done some meditation and you know what, I'm feeling pretty flow, so I thought I'd jump on here and do uh, the second episode and I'm going to freestyle. Yes, Um, what does that even mean? I don't know. But yeah, second episode, I'm going to freestyle and I'm going to talk to you about my, I guess, experience with fasting and how you can implement it and a few of the health benefits. So, this is going to be purely a fasting 101 how-to for beginners. I'm not going to go into too many crazy technical information or anything like that or any research or anything like that. It's more so just a simple what my experiences have been with fasting, how long I've been fasting, that sort of stuff, what am I doing right now and how you guys can implement it into your life because it's becoming quite popular nowadays like the whole fasting thing And, you know, the minimalism movement where less is more. So I think this fits perfectly into this and what you can do as an effortless man or woman. So, why did I, um, I guess, why would you want to start fasting and the benefits? So, you probably, I guess, clicked onto this podcast because you are either subscribed or uh, I guess you are interested in fasting and heard some key health benefits that you want to experience yourself. or know a few people that's doing it. Um, it's all the craze at the moment, maybe not right right now, uh, probably maybe you know six months, a year ago, it's a bit more popular uh, but this is something I've been doing for I think nearly five years now I believe when I first started fasting so I'll talk a bit more about that later but now I just want to talk about I guess the main benefits of why I think everyone should implement some sort of a fasting protocol in their life and the benefits that I see In in fasting in in my everyday life. So I guess the one biggest benefit is, and this is probably the most research I'll actually go into, is there's a popular research that's shown a crazy increase in growth hormones. So quite a popular research, you know, it's shown that after a 24-hour fast, there was a 2,000% of increase in growth hormone in men and around a 1,200 increase for women. So you're wondering what is growth hormone, why is it important? So your growth hormone is, I guess, secreted by your pituitary gland, which is uh, within your brain. And what growth hormone is responsible for is, I guess, in the name, growth. And I guess as kids, we have a large amount of growth hormone growing up and it's responsible for a lot of the growth spurts that, you know, that kids experience. So, and that sort of declines as we age and, you know, growth hormone known in the celebrity and the Hollywood scene as like the anti-aging hormone. So, you would see these, you know, A-grade celebrities and these rich, rich people will pay good money to have growth hormone injected into them on an ongoing basis because it's what keeps you youthful, it's what keeps you young. So, fasting is actually one of the main only things that you're able to implement in a natural sense, in a non-invasive sense to really boost your growth hormone and I guess preserve your, your youth and your juvenescence. So one one big key factor and also for people that want to grow a massive amount of I guess not like Ronnie Coleman or Arnold Schwarzenegger or anything like that but if you want to grow muscles and do it I guess more effectively, growth hormone can be a really really good friend to you as well. So if you want to build muscle, put on some mass then I would highly recommend a fasting protocol because of the numbers of increasing growth hormone that it's able to exhibit. So, that's one big thing, the growth hormone. The second thing is also an, an, another physical health benefit which is the nutritional partitioning effect. So, when you fasted for a certain period of time and that your insulin level is, I guess, blunted, And when you eat again, you get that insulin spike. So, what insulin does is, I guess, it regulates your blood sugar levels. So, when you eat and you consume these foods, carbohydrates, sugars, that sort of thing, um, and even certain proteins will spike your insulin level, your blood sugar starts to rise. So, insulin gets released to lower those blood sugar levels, you you don't end up with a crazy amount of sugar in your blood and that's a good thing, right? But if you're constantly eating, you know, three, six meals a day, what you're doing is blunting the insulin response. So, what insulin does is, I guess, like I said, it lowers your blood sugar levels and it also helps to direct the nutrients into the cell. So, this is where nutrition partitioning effect comes into play so when you are fasted throughout the day you haven't eaten when you do eat it means that the food that you do eat and the nutritional value of the food is being directed in the right areas and not as stored as fat so your body your muscles are more responsive to the food so just imagine like a dry sponge when you put it into water it will soak up all the water whereas the, the difference is if you've got a wet sponge or like I guess a partially wet sponge and you put it into a bowl of water to soak up the water, it won't be able to soak up as much. So the same thing goes I guess with implementing a fasting protocol and how the nutritional value of the food that you eat affects when you do eat. So that's the second factor the third factor is also a physical benefit factor is um, you get to burn adipose, which is your fat tissue. That A lot of people don't know is, I guess, what fat is, is stored energy. So when you eat an excess amount of calories, what your body does is store that for a later date for when you might experience a bout of starvation. So, that what, that, that's what fat is and that's what your body does when you eat in excess. So, I guess you have a few forms of energy. So, you have your food energy that you ingest, that you take in through your pie hole and you also have your fat energy. So, I guess your stored energy which gets burnt when the food energy ceases or isn't, I guess, deemed enough. So, for... A lot of people out there, you know, for better health or people that need to lose a bit of weight or that people, I guess, just want to look generally better because I guess we could all shed some fat on our body and could all do with a few less pounds of fat. So, what fasting does is because you, you're in a period of time when you're not ingesting uh, exogenous energy via food your body has to create it internally. So what it does is it metabolizes the fat cells and shuttles those into the bloodstream as energy. So that's what your body does because obviously your body still needs to function. You still need to do what you need to do. You need to work. You need to be uh, cognitively switched on. You need to hunt forage for berries and whatnot. So your body still needs to function even without food. So, what your body does is it will uh, continue to give you that amount of energy but what it does, it burns up the stored energy. So, your fat stores. So, that's what your body does. So, if you want to burn your fat stores, stop feeding your pie hole and fast instead. It is that simple and to the extent that you fast is to the extent of the fat stores you get to tap into and burn. Which I won't get too much more into that um, because it can get uh, pretty complex and we can go down a whole rabbit hole with that. And I guess the multi day fasting and extended fasting and all that. But I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to keep this episode pretty simple. And the fourth benefit is longevity. So if you want to live longer, a healthier life, then definitely implement fasting into your everyday routine, right? Because with the fasting, there has been heaps of research, heaps of research to show that it activates the same pathway as you would if you were to implement calorie restriction. So, calorie restriction is eating less calories than what your body requires. So, say for example, if I need... 2000 calories to operate on my 70 kilo frame body but I only eat I guess you know um, 1800 calories so I'm in a 200 calorie deficit so just being in that deficit uh, the research has shown over the last century to extend life in mammals and in in I guess subjects that they've tested So, not saying that, you know, everyone should go out there and calorie restrict and go on these crazy, you know, calorie restricted diet and like eat nothing but lettuce and broccoli for dinner. Actually, broccoli would be pretty good. But lettuce, who the hell eats lettuce, right? Um, I eat lettuce sometimes as well, but uh, on very, very rare occasions. I digress. So, who would want to do that to themselves? So, I guess you want to activate the same pathways that's been shown to lengthen an animal or subjects life then you don't have to restrict your calories all you have to do is fast so reduce the duration or the frequency that you are eating and you will activate the same pathways as these I guess uh, research findings has shown to extend life in calorie restricted subjects. So, like I said, calorie restriction has been studied extensively over the last century, whereas fasting and I guess eating within a restricted window has only been studied in the last 50 years or so. So, a bit less than calorie restriction, but what their research is showing is that they both work within the same pathways in the body to modulate and increase, I guess, the health of your DNA, your cells so that you are able to live longer. So, that is the fourth benefit, if I'm counting correctly. Yes, I am. So, enough of the health benefits. I'm just going to take a sip of my Rubos tea, because it's delicious. Mm. If you haven't tried Rubos tea, I would highly recommend giving it a go. Many, many health benefits which I do not get into now but it's also delicious. Mine is uh, organic Rebus with vanilla flavor. I digress once again. So, those are the health benefits but what about any other benefits? What if you don't care about your health, All right. But one thing you would care about is your time because I've said this before in conversation when I'm talking to people, the one thing that doesn't discriminate between me, you, the rich, the poor. You know, the black, the Asian, the Caucasian, whatever is the amount of time we have in the day. So, how we utilize that time is determined in terms of how much we achieve throughout the day and as a snowball effect, how much we achieve in our lifetime and in our, I guess, um, you know, our career goals, our lifelong goals and that sort of stuff and how successful we are in, in achieving those things. So, if time is a variable that does not change from me to you, then what can you do to be- make, um, better utilize your time? What you can do is cut down the amount of meals that you're eating and that will simply save you some time. So, time saving has been a massive, massive thing for me. I personally eat one meal a day on most days. So, that would mean that I would go through my day do my work, exercise, whatever and then when I come home and i finished everything and my productive day has completed, that is when I consume my meal and that's when I eat but that's not something that I'm advocating for you guys to do in this episode because that is I guess... Bit more advanced. I've been doing this for a long time, and I've calibrated to a point where it's like extreme precision in terms of my micronutrients and my macronutrients, so that I'm not deficient. And that's another thing to get into as well is that now that you're eating less frequently, there's more chances of, I guess, nutrient deficiency. So, don't take this lightly. Don't think you can just do it blindfolded without any real, I guess, planning or measures. So, just keep that in mind. I've been doing it for a long time. I'm not advocating you eat one meal a day like I do but what I'm saying is that something you can do as simple as right away is to cut out breakfast I think when I learned about this and when I actually started implementing it, I thought, man, breakfast is actually the most useless meal of the day. Like you've eaten a big meal at nighttime and I guess you wake up and the first thing you need is maybe water, maybe some minerals, but I wouldn't say food because... Even though your body is in a fasted state, it's probably starting to tap into its fat stores. But then, what you're doing by eating breakfast is introducing this exogenous energy into the body, and I guess kickstarting and telling your body that this is what the type of fuel that what I want to run in for the rest of the day. So then, the rest of the day, your body is becoming dependent on this uh, this food energy, which is, as we know, and as for all the reasons we talked. Uh, about now can be highly, highly uh, time-consuming and unproductive. So, that's what you don't want. So, time-saving. So, now, you know, I'm not spending time buying groceries to start off for breakfast foods even though I eat breakfast foods like my porridge and my oats for dinner um, because it's a bit sweeter and it's a bit more filling and I have it as a dessert as opposed for a breakfast. So, I don't spend my time searching for cereals breakfast foods and that sort of stuff and also the preparation time i'm not getting up every morning and before you know going to work and all that sort of stuff to rush out the door and to prepare a breakfast because ain't nobody got time for that in this world right so, so the preparation time, the cleanup time, I'm not cleaning up as much in the kitchen anymore because like if you're eating like myself, like I said, not I'm um, advocating this to everyone but if you're eating one meal a day, that's one cleanup, one preparation, even less than that which I'll go um, into later in terms of my, probably in later episodes, the way I structure my weekly meals and stuff like that means that I'm even like preparing less than once for you know, for a few meals. So, um, I'll get into that later. And so, yeah, so you're saving time on preparing, you're saving time on buying the food, you're saving time on cleaning, you're saving time on eating the food. So, that's already like four massive, I guess, variables that you are saving just by cutting out that one meal which is breakfast. So, and imagine what you can do when you give that time back into your life. Like, how much more productive, how much more less stress your morning would be. Like, if you're not rushing out the door, you know, trying to cram some things in your pie hole while you're running out the door, while you're putting your car into gear to, to get to work and whatnot. Imagine if you would just take away all that stress, knowing that it's going to serve you better, that it's not going to detract from your health, but Uh, inadvertently promote your health, make you feel better, lighter, more energy, all of those um, factors. So, that was the time saving. So, what about the next thing which is money saving? Saving money and I just think that's a no-brainer. If you're eating one less meal at least, um, say I eat breakfast, you're already saving, you know, the money that you would normally put towards buying breakfast-specific food because breakfast foods, I would say, are pretty specific. Like, the ingredients that you buy aren't very, I guess, versatile, so to speak, in terms of what other things you can use it for. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that, that's what I think. So, that in alone has I guess made a tremendous difference for our you know our weekly grocery bill Um, we're spending so much less I remember when we were spending quite a ridiculous amount I won't say how much but because I guess we're eating pretty healthy we were pretty active um, you know training you know up to six times a week um, you know with soccer kickboxing all that sort of stuff and the amount of food and calories that we needed to feed our body and in terms of picking the quality and the healthy foods and the meats which we were eating at the time, um, you know, it can all really, really, really add up. So, to simply cut down your grocery bill, all you have to do is cut out breakfast. That's what I'm saying. So, the money savings now from eating all those things, you know, we were eating on, on upwards more than three meals a day, probably five, to now only eating one meal a day. Like I said, I'm not advocating everyone do this. Um, learn more, do your research. But just, for example, just cutting out breakfast, man, like we, our grocery bill now is very minimal. So, that alone, we're saving money and we're probably minimizing a lot of wastage as well just because the sheer amount of food that we are not eating but like I said when you're doing this it's pretty I guess pretty it has to be pretty calculated and you have to do some planning because you don't want to fall into any nutrient deficiencies and uh, be malnourished because that's not what this is about we don't want malnourished listeners because then you won't be able to listen you'll be in a hospital and uh Incapacitated. But with technology these days, who knows? You can still have your iPhone and listen to this podcast, but um, that's not what we're about. Anyways, sorry, I go into these tangents. Don't know why, my brain just wonders. And um, one last key benefit, which I want to, I guess, highlight is for the people that are neurotic about counting their calories and their macros, my God, you got one less meal to account for one less meal to I guess that can screw up your fitness goals so I used to count calories when I started just because I wanted to monitor in terms of how much food I was eating my protein intake and how much carbs I was getting all those sort of stuff right so all the regular fitness stuff that people do to get into shape and get shred for steroid (laughs) brah People don't know what stereo is, is it's a music festival with where people like work out, go to the gym, pump up the chest and nothing else, and maybe a little bit of shoulders and do very little work on their legs and then they come in with these, you know, thin singlets and to rave all day and take drugs. I've never been to one. I don't know if they still exist, but we don't want that. That's um That's not us. We're all about, I guess, maximal efficiency and living your best life. So, if you are counting calories, not holding anything against you, if you're counting macros, that's cool. But what this will do by cutting uh, one meal down means that you've got one meal less to uh, to account for and one meal less that can help, uh, not help you, that can screw you up to reaching your fitness goals. So, that is all. That is the key benefits and yeah, I think that's pretty substantial. Like if, you are, if you're going through those benefits and you think like, ah, you know, you haven't convinced me and stuff, then what are you doing? Um, just kidding, just kidding. But um, I think those are pretty good reasons to be honest to, to start a fasting protocol and if you have any more questions, hit me up. Hit me up, let me know, let me know because I am keen to hear from people and you know what, I'm in the business of helping people out, that's why I started this podcast is that I've got all this knowledge but why keep it to yourself, share it to the people because the people are good, so the good people, anyways, so like I said, I started fasting probably I would say, five years ago. So how I started was my, my interest was peaked on achieving, I guess, a leaner, more shredded physique. I'm vain. I know. Don't hate me. I'm just human. That's what it used to be. That's what started to be. But now, when I've, I guess, discovered the multitude of benefits of fasting, it's grown so much. And anyways, it, it's not for aesthetics as um you would you know you would say it's more so for the health benefits but i think the, the main thing that draws people or a lot of people into fasting I believe is the ability to be shredded to lean down um quite effortlessly so that's what drew me into fasting as being a pretty natural I guess modality to help you lose some weight shred some kilos and just burn off some fat, right? So, that's what got me into it initially and so, yeah, like I said, that was five years ago but at the time, I didn't know anyone that was fasting, like I didn't even, I guess, because I've been in the quite active myself and knowing, you know, other athletes and stuff like that. I don't think ever there was a conversation where we talked about, hey, man, you need to skip a meal and don't eat and it's going to help you with your health and make you look better. I don't think that was ever part of our conversations, more so what to eat and more more eating of this and that and that sort of stuff. It's never been like cut back what you're doing. So, yeah, I was um, when I first started uh, fasting, you know, five or so years ago, there wasn't a lot of resources out there. There wasn't a lot of people, I guess, doing it. So, it was very, very new or newish to me I don't know could have some guru like fasting for the last 50 years who knows but that wasn't me I was pretty new to it and there wasn't a lot of resources out there and so for me I guess the biggest factor um, in starting the fasting was the mental side of it it's just like oh my god I'm gonna skip a damn meal a damn meal like I'm not gonna eat breakfast what the hell Um, I'm just going against all the grain I felt like a badass but I was like super scared as well like man like I'm gonna like atrophy straight away I'm gonna lose all my gains what gains I had five years ago anyway so that was my fears Probably very, I guess, irrational because I knew all the research and the research I did at the time, and I guess the the potential results and people who've been doing it a bit longer and the results results they've had. Um, but I was still, you know, like you can know these things. It's you know we can know anything. You can read anything on the internet nowadays. You can watch anything on YouTube. But it doesn't mean that you still can't be scared by doing it. So I guess. And that was the big thing for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, that all sounds really good. This sounds all amazing. All the benefits I listed to you guys before is probably the main benefits that drew me towards fasting. And I was like, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. This is, um, yeah, I can do it. But when I actually did do it, like, I guess, as you would with anything new, you have all these fears and all these questions in your head. And I was pretty nervous at the time. So, I remember one day I was just like, yep, today is going to be the day. I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to eat breakfast. And yeah, it was just one of those days and I think my body felt fine and yeah, but it was more so the mental aspect of it, it was more so like, man, I've been eating breakfast for the last 20 plus years of my life and now I'm going to cut out this meal where am I going to get my energy from I think that's the main reason why people can't start fasting because they can't comprehend or they can't understand you know that part of it that your body does have an alternative source of energy they just think once they stop eating food that that's it it's judgment day they're going to die highly incorrect because I can tell you now that that's not the case um, from all the research and from my personal experience and yeah, so that was like five years ago and all I did uh, simply when I started was just to cut out breakfast. So I didn't have breakfast that day and I think how I progressed into it because, uh, was I skipped breakfast, had a black coffee and which I'll go into I guess why you want to do that. Perhaps if you drink coffee or if you don't drink coffee, my, why you might want to do that and how it can help with your fasting. So, I'll go into that bit later. So, I would just have a black coffee and then I would eat my first meal, um, which would be my lunch, at around midday. So, I would do that. Um, and how I went about it initially because I was like, when, when I did eat my... Um, you know, my lunch, my midday meal, I would overcompensate because I'm like, Oh shit, I missed breakfast. So I'm gonna eat so much more now and eat like twice as big of a lunch, which I don't recommend you do, because you'll just probably kill yourself and, you know, go into like a food coma and be unproductive for the rest of the day. So I highly don't recommend that you do that. But that was that was my moment mentality because, you know, I was you know, taking away my breakfast, so I'm going to literally put my breakfast in together in, uh, and add it to my lunch and have that size for a meal. Um, so, you don't need to do that. It's not that crazy. Like, you don't have to, you know, fill in everything that you're taking out. Um, like, generally, when you're fasting anyway, you tend to eat much, much less just because, I guess, you know, like I said, the nutritional part partitioning like your body's a bit more efficient in t- in terms of converting vitamins minerals nutrients um, that your body needs so you actually need less food and also your stomach you know shrinks somewhat as well so the amount of foods that you were able to eat before uh, most likely will be reduced just because your stomach has shrunk Alrighty, so I think I gave you quite a bit of a backstory in terms of um, my initial experiences with fasting. You know why I started, um, and that sort of stuff. And I guess a few of the reasons why you guys should start fasting too. But now let's really dive into some brass tacks and get into, I guess, what some of the ways um, and I guess the key things to to look out for um, if you want to implement like. Uh, a fasting protocol into your everyday life. So say, you know, you're Joe Blow eating three meals a day with a few snacks in between. How do you, Joe Blow, start this fasting protocol? How do you start reaping the health benefits, the longevity benefits, the mental clarity benefits of fasting into your everyday life? All right. So are you ready for it? Okay, I'm going to first step of fasting, skip breakfast, boom, that's all it is. I guess there is probably a little bit more to it which I'll expand on but all you have to do is once you stop eating your dinner the night before and dessert if you are a dessert person, I am, I won't hold it against you if you are then pretty much don't eat anything until you have your first meal at midday, which which I recommend you starting out with. So, when you skip your breakfast, have your first meal at midday just because... Why midday? Because I think that's generally... I'm from Melbourne, Australia. I don't know people in other countries, but that's generally the, the time that we would have lunch and go on our lunch break and that sort of stuff. So, so that's what I'm, um, I guess, suggesting here is that skip your breakfast, and don't have your first meal until mid midday, so 12 p.m. Yeah, and that's all you have to do. And I guess what you don't want to do, so that's what you should do, but what you don't want to do is consume anything that contains calories in between. So from your last meal the night before to your first meal at 12pm the next day, you do not want to consume any sort of calories and the reason why is that any calories can what they call kick you out of the fast and then you will start I guess using food as a source of energy as opposed to endogenous uh, energy source which is uh, the, the extirpation of your fat stores and burning those up for fuel. So, Nothing of calories. So, no sugars, no milk in your coffee, no alcohol, no granola bars, no cereal. I don't know. Like, I don't know what people eat for breakfast these days. I I honestly... No banana. So, yeah, no calories whatsoever. So, I guess those are the things that you don't want to do. So what can you consume? So you can have water. So just plain old tap water. I don't need to go sparkling and go fancy or anything like that. Um you can if you want actually sparkling water might actually help. So you know sparkling, you know, um spring water, like mineral water can actually help to um, make you feel fuller if you think you need it. Like I probably did that at the start because it's said to, I guess, promote satiety, help to fill up your stomach so that you're not feeling hungry. So you can do that if you want, but just be careful that, I guess, sparkling water can help, I mean, can leach um, some minerals from your body. Um, So long-term wise, I probably wouldn't recommend it, but starting off, I guess, if you want something that's a bit more exciting than just having plain water, um, have some uh, San Pellegrino or something like that, some sort of mineral water, sparkling, um, bubbly, so that, I guess, you feel a bit more full in your stomach, so to speak. The second thing you can have is teas and herbal infusions and I I highly recommend that uh, one of the main reasons why is that teas are I guess warming and they just they feel good and uh, you know let alone uh, the all the antioxidants and the phenols and polyphenols that they contain um, that will help your body fight off free radical and oxidative damage Um, regardless all those other health benefits but they just taste good and they're easy to have and it's, it's something that I guess will I feel like you know fills in the time and also helps to keep the hunger pangs away personally anyway so you know what teas have a lot of health benefits but if anything I think it would just help with your fast by just having something warm to drink Uh, Something, you know, cold and crude like icy water. But why would you have icy water anyway? I don't know. But um, yeah, so warm teas. Uh, A few of my favorite teas to have are Ruyabos, hibiscus, green tea, uh, oolong tea, white tea, uh, lemon and ginger, herbal infusions, um, stuff that's got like lemongrass in it, um hip bros so those are just a few of my favorites that I have throughout the fast um you know when I'm fasting throughout the day but you know what you can have whatever teas you want as long as it doesn't have like I guess some sort of sugars or calories in it um because I know some tea mixes do have some sort of fruit dried fruits and stuff like in them so I would just avoid that and just just to be sure like you never know Never know, so just yeah, just have those sort of teas, herbal infusions, no calories whatsoever. And one big, big thing which I mentioned previously that will help you with your fast uh, is black coffee. And if you're like repulsed by the idea of black coffee, then I say you, my friend, haven't drank good black coffee just yet. I'm pretty passionate about black coffee and I guess getting it right and all that sort of stuff. I never used to be but that's all I'm drinking nowadays, I guess one or two cups a day personally. um, I want to make sure that my black coffee is pretty damn good whereas I guess we have, (laughs) I used to, believe this or not, I used to uh, for my black coffee source used to get the $1 7-Eleven coffee and I'm not paying out on the people they get 7-11 coffee all right feel free it's a free country you can do whatever you want wherever you want to spend your dollar you feel free but that's <laughs> i used i used to be like that i used to spend the dollar to get my black coffee from 7-11 it was horrendous it was like one of the worst things i've had but then I guess now from my further understanding fasting all this time and being my only main, I guess, palatable beverage throughout the day, I thought, you know what? I got to have something a bit more substantial. And anyway, so I've, you know, the way I make my black coffee now is a bit more, you know, more sophisticated than your $1 7-Eleven coffee and um, it just means I get to enjoy it more. So, yeah, I digress. Black coffee... Very good for you when you're fasting. Don't add any sugars, don't add any creamers, don't add any uh, milk, um, even almond milk um, which is like I guess pretty low in calories. Don't even do that because it can quite possibly kick you out of your fast and you can lose all the benefits, the autophagy benefits which is the recycling of your cells and DNA um, and any broken proteins floating around in the body and that sort of stuff. So and also you may not actually tap into your fat stores, which is your store energy if you introduce some sort of calories. So like I said, black coffee only. However you want to do it, feel free. I may or may not do a podcast on just coffee and in terms of the way I prepare my coffee every morning. Yeah, so I might I might do that if you guys are interested. But yeah, just black coffee, no calories and Let me just also add that the reasons why black coffee, not because it's a non-calorific beverage and why it's, I guess, is considered okay for fasting, but also what it does is that it helps to release the fat cells into the bloodstream. So when you're fasting, your body's doing it anyway, but this is going to expedite the process. It's going to get the fat cells really excited which is really exciting for you as well. If you want to lose fat, and then it will help to shutter those uh, fat cells into the bloodstream, so that your body can uh, use as energy. So your coffee is going to help you that do that too. And it also has a key benefit, which will help you with your fasting, especially especially for extended fasting, is that it has a uh, appetite blunting effect. So when you have black coffee or when you have coffee in general, you're gonna to tend to feel less hungry because it's suppressing your appetite. So especially you're fasting, you're new to fasting, black coffee is one of those, I guess, key tools that you can use to help with you not feeling like a hungry hippo because we don't want any hungry hippos here. We just want cool fasting shredded hippos. Got it? Yeah, boy. And so, once you conquer your fast and it comes 11.59, 12 p.m. and you're about to eat, just eat lunch as normal. However, you will normally eat lunch. If you're counting calories, count your damn calories. If you're not counting calories, just eat until you're satisfied. And the one key benefit with fasting is that by foregoing eating regularly on a set schedule, so to speak, you are pretty much become more intuitive with your food and your satiety levels. I can't say that word, satiety levels. So yeah, just eat until you're full or satisfied. Don't try to cram in what you would have had in breakfast in lunch as well because I try to do that and I just like went to sleep, knocked out. Not really, but I couldn't, you know, you just, <laughs> eating that amount of food in one meal, it's, it's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. So, don't do that. Um, just take my word for it. So, just eat until you're full and that's all it is. And then, just go about your day, do what you need to do, feel good, shred some fat and then have your dinner. And I guess the main thing that people would do is have their eating window so, the period of time when you do eat, so say uh, you start at 12, people would normally I guess do like an 8-hour window so they'll stop eating at 8 p.m. I think that's the most simple protocol that anyone that wants to start implementing a fasting protocol into the diet can do is start eating at 12 and stop cramming your pie hole at 8 p.m. It's that simple that for a little while. That's what I that's how I started my fasting journey. Um and it's obviously it's had several evolutions since then in terms of how I implement it, how long I fast for and that sort of stuff. But in terms of a starting point, you can't get more simple than that. Skip your breakfast, have teas, water, black coffee, no calories. Don't try to sneak in um, a muesli bar or something like that just because no one's watching it still, means, it still means that you are consuming the calories. So fast, have your first meal at 12 p.m. Uh, if you count calories, count your calories, macros, whatnot. If you're not, just eat until you're satisfied, until you're full. Don't try to cram in too much. And yeah, and then have your dinner, you know, 6, 7 or whatnot. Um, dessert, if you want dessert, um, make sure you count your calories for dessert because they count too and then stop eating at 8 p.m. So that gives you an 8-hour fasting window and roughly a 16-hour, sorry, an 8-hour, did I say 8-hour eating window and a 16-hour fasting window. So that's the most basic fasting protocol you can do. It's called the 16-8. And if anyone that wants to implement some sort of fasting, get some sort of health benefits, Cognitive benefits, longevity benefits, time-saving benefits, money-saving benefits, ease of counting calories and macro benefits, all those good benefits, this is the easiest and most, I guess, um, no-brainer way that I can recommend to anyone. So, without further ado, I'll try to, I guess put the layout of the fasting recommendation in the show notes so that way you guys can if, you know, if this is too much for you and you got a bad memory like some people, um, people who eat six meals a day, um, joking, you guys are cool too, then I will have it in the show, in the show notes and that way you guys can just flick down and refer to it. And I guess, yes, start following a fasting protocol and start experiencing the benefits um, right away. This has been cool. If you've got any more questions, hit me up. Um, My socials on Instagram is at The effortless Man and also my Facebook is at The effortless Man as well. Anyway, sorry, I digress for the fifth time this episode. I hope you got some value out of this uh, episode today. If you did, please, 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 if, if there's one thing you can do, just go to iTunes, give me a rating, uh, five-star rating, um, hopefully, if you found this very beneficial, um, and also, I guess, comment. Give me a rating, comment, let me know why I'm cool and why you like listening to my voice and yeah, if you want to connect, connect to me via Instagram or Facebook and if there's anyone else that you think can benefit from this fasting episode, someone that you think can, um, I guess, implement fasting into their life and are looking for, I guess, a personal account and experience and they want to hear my voice telling them how to fast, then please be sure to show them to this episode. Um, I won't hold it against you. I'll actually applaud you um, for doing so. You're a good guy or girl. So, thank you. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate you. Really appreciate you listening to my episode. This is my second episode into, I guess, this podcast. It's all pretty new and exciting appreciate any support that I can get and I will catch you on the next one. Ciao!